right back like Danny Alves. You know, I'm going to keep using this um, right back metaphor until I run out of classic right backs to talk about. But hey, welcome back. My name is Titanium and let's get into it. So this week I've been thinking a lot about societal issues, things with Nigeria, and I've, I think I've hit, um, what do you call it? I've hit one of the main issues that we have in this country. You see, from my observations, respecting in Nigerian or an African context is just bowing to the whims of elders, like absolutely agreeing with them and just shutting up when we disagree. They can never be wrong, yeah, because they are older, of course. And there's this saying that they always say that um, what a what an old man can see sitting down, a young man will stand and not see. I don't know if I'm getting the quote correctly, but they say something like that. And if that's the saying, as I think it in my head, I absolutely disagree. Because while experience helps, the way the world is moving... Wisdom from the past isn't as applicable today. Like, yes, yes, like some things are still applicable, like dealing with human beings. That hasn't really changed much. But just thinking about the world at large, a lot of the thinkings of back then are thinkings from back then will move forward. So they need to move forward too. Like, think about it. The doctor and lawyer route that our parents put most of us on, doctor, lawyer, engineer, um... I think they did that because they saw that it worked for them. They saw that in their own generation, being a lawyer, being a doctor, being an engineer was the quickest way to be able to provide for your family and just step out of that bracket. Because generally, if you listen to a lot of the stories of our parents, they're usually like the first people to go to college or just one of the first. So it was like a real defining factor. But I believe that now that almost everybody goes to college, all that is not as defining as it used to be. And the economies have changed. The the rankings of money have changed. So, like, it's not the same way. Like, I believe that... Let's, let's look at coding now. I don't think Nigerians even reason the fact that coding could be such a big thing now. Imagine if we all actually learned how to code when we're in secondary school. Not just looking at computers and doing, oh, this is hardware. This is called a CPU. And this is the power button. And draw, I remember actually drawing a computer as part of an exam in secondary school. Like, what is drawing a computer going to help me do? Like, show me what's in the computer. And like... Computer languages are now actual languages. Like, you are almost useless without them. Like, people who are making the millions of dollars are people who actually did all those things. Man, I think I'm going to discuss that for another topic. But back to the this culture of respect. I see it as being instilled in us from children. And I still see it even till this day with the way Nigerian parents react to their baby children. And they always like, um, do what I say, do what I say, do what I say. Anytime the child asks a question, there's no 
breaking down of what is the rationale behind you doing it. It's just because ah, I said so, because I said so. And I don't know. You want to know a fun fact? Is I was actually born left-handed. But because I started extending my left hand, and again, that's my dominant hand though. So I started extending my left hand to actually greet elders. I was encouraged out of it using some very Nigerian persuasive tools. If you're a Nigerian, you know what I mean. You would definitely know what I mean. But I became right-handed. And now I write with my right hand and I cut food with my left. And if I ever started weapons training... I'm not going to start so that you people don't start freaking out. But if I ever did start, my trigger finger would be on my left hand if I'm feeling like John Wick. But that was encouraged out of me. At least I can say now that I'm ambidextrous because I can write a bit with my left. But I actually started off writing with my left. But because people saw it as disrespectful. In fact, that's even another thing we need to discuss is who decided that left hands were disrespectful? It's like, why... Why is there so much significance on the right hand when they are both hands? Like, even Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, Abby. It's like so much significance with the right hand. I don't really get it. But I wonder who who made those rules. Who made those rules? Because if I'm left-handed and I extend my left hand to you, I'm not intentionally trying to disrespect you. I'm just extending the hand that is more comfortable to me. And because it's not a hand that's comfortable to you, you view that as disrespect. And I don't know. A lot of this not answering questions with children, I think it has led to a generation of people who are satisfied with completely unacceptable answers. Why don't we have constant light? Um, it's because government officials own generator selling companies. You know that that's a ridiculous answer, right? Like That's an absolutely ridiculous answer. But that's an answer we all accept as Nigerians. We all accept it. That is absolutely abysmal. And this culture of respect will lead to rubbish. Like the legislation came out like last year that paints valid criticisms of the government under hate speech. I would like to interrupt this program to say I love President Buhari and all our governors. They're all doing a splendid job. One naira will soon be equivalent to one dollar because they are doing such fantastic things with the economy. I've had constant light in my house for the past four years and COVID did not enter this country because our president blocked it at the border. Oh, a man of strength and wisdom, I worship and hail thee. Is that good enough? Is that good enough? Okay, cool. Okay, back to regular scheduled programming. Now, what was I saying? Hate speech. Oh, yeah. Like, how? How? How can you state your opinion and then the government sends police to come and question you about using incendiary language against the government? They actually did that to Don Jazzy and Tiwa Savage. Apparently, DSS called them for questioning because of some of the posts that they made. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, one thing I believe, and I wasn't going to say, but I think I'll say it now. If you are 50 years old or older, you have lost every right to complain about our government. Because it was under your watch that we devolved into this situation that we are. You said that we are lazy youths, but you trained us to accept Nigeria for what it is. Because you compromised in your own youth for what it could be. You watched your fathers and your brothers pillage this country. 
while you smiled, waiting for handouts. This is not just our leader's fault. This is yours. Because you made them believe that their behavior was acceptable. That's what I believe. I would love any elder right now eh, who is listening to this to call me and lay out a case that I'm actually wrong. I'm a, I'm, I'm a respectful guy. I will listen even though, even though I completely, completely disagree and I completely stand by this point. But hey, if you give me a good reason, I will take this back. You people hailed Fela as a revolutionary, but did you assist in helping the noise that he was making? Amazing that in 1984, he was fighting the same man. The same man who was a military dictator and now through some gesture of cosmic comedy is now the president in 2020 of a democratic Nigeria. Wild, right? All I hear is Fela did this, Fela did that. Where were you? You can say, oh, the soldiers and... Um, they, they they didn't used to take rubbish and trust me, I believe that this country is not really worth dying for. But you held Felaz in mouthpiece but did not become the arms and legs to move to the tune of his revolution. Two out of four, two out of four, that's 50% of our democratic presidents were military rulers. Think about that. I went from military rule to democracy but out of the four presidents that we have had, two of them were military rulers. So that means this is just um, a lady dressed in a new dress telling you she's a different lady. But it's the same person. And we can't speak up. We're in a democracy, but there's no sign that we're ready for change. Everybody's a hypocrite because if given an opportunity, we won't do better. The, when I started knowing that this country... Uh, were in a deep, when a deep quagmire of Hurugaga. I like to, <laughs> I like Miss Senator Patrick, which is another comic story for another day. But I was sitting in a bus. I think I was going to Warrior. I was going to Lagos, and these people were talking in the bus, and they were like, "Ah, man, Miss, if I go thief, if I did our office, I go thief, I go thief." And in my head, I'm like, the Nigerian government is a correct representation of the Nigerian people. We are not ready for change because we are just as corrupt as our leaders. You know, I also remember, like speaking of this respect thing, I remember leaving Nigeria for America and there was this one day I was, I wanted to go to class, but like I had like so much other stuff to do that day. But in my head, I'm like, okay, I want to show respect. I want to go to this class. I'm going to sit through this one-hour, 30-minute class, even though I now have a lot of stuff to do. And I'm not understanding what is happening in this class. Like, I really need to go and sit down and actually study for myself to actually catch up with what is happening in this class. So this class, me going to this class was a waste of my time. But I just wanted to show respect. So I go to the class. And then so I'm sitting down, 30 minutes into the class, this white guy just stands up and leaves. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Can you do that? Can you actually just get up and leave? And you know what? The teacher didn't even bat an eye. The teacher just kept teaching. And at the end of the semester, that guy got an A. I think I left that class with like a B or a B minus. The teacher couldn't hold a grudge against him or fail him for leaving that class. Ask any African student that is in um, America right now. Attendance is generally 5%. 
After you come for that first class, you can decide to show for no other classes. Just show up for your exams. And if you do well, you will pass that class. Like, that's how most of the classes are set up. But if you try that in Nigeria, <laughs> uh, you can't try that in Nigeria. You will fail that class. You will fail that class because you showed a lack of respect to your professors. So much rubbish with this respect thing. You people have abused our respect. You people have abused the definition of what is respect. And it is time that somebody speaks this thing to you because nobody else is going to say it. Like a lot of children now are timid. I see myself like... A lot of times, I I look at elders saying stuff that I absolutely don't agree with. And I just keep quiet. I just keep quiet, shrug it off, and then just walk away. Because I feel like it has been ingrained in me that talking is disrespectful. And we always call children who talk back to elders as stubborn, uh, they, are, they are possessed. But if you are not making sense... And I tell you, you are not making sense. And you get angry that you are not making sense. Who is mad in that conversation? Please, answer me. Who is mad? You know, one thing I hope to instill in my children eh, is the ability to ask questions without fear of reproach. Like, I want my children to ask me, why is this? And I will sit down and break it down for them. This is why, this is why, this is why, this is why. So that they understand. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Children are small adults. Children are just tiny adults. They experience range of emotions. They get sad. They get happy. They get angry. And they communicate. Granted, it's mumbling. Like, you can't really understand what they are saying. But they are, they are giving you coherent... Like, they have coherent thoughts in their head. And they are trying to tell you, but the... The, men, the connection between their brain and their mouth and them, them understanding the language, it becomes like a bit more difficult to express what they are trying to say. But they have coherent thoughts. Children are very intelligent. If you notice, like, parents that are, like, close to their children, eh, when the parent is sad, that child will come and try and comfort him because that child is picking up on verbal cues. That child is acting like an adult. He's seeing that, okay... There's something that's not wrong here. There's something that is wrong here. And how do I fix it? Okay, maybe if I hug mommy, she'll feel better. You see this in small children. And you expect not to give coherent answers to that child and expect that child to grow up asking important questions. You can't. You can't. I believe that uh, the only only thing my child should have blind faith for is faith in God. Apart from that, everything else you ask questions. Because a lot of the time, eh, when you ask questions and you get an answer, you realize that the rationale behind what they are doing doesn't make sense. I remember my mom was talking about... My mom used to tell this story about this one lady. She used to, when she's uh, making, I think she was making um, chicken or something. She used to cut the front of, like if she's trying to boil like a whole chicken, she would cut the front of the chicken 
and cut the back of the, the chicken, the chicken tail, and then cut the chicken neck or something like that, and then put it in the pot. And then one day, somebody asked her, oh, why did you, why do you cut those, why do you cut both ends to do that? And she said, I don't know, my mother used to do it like that. So she now went and she's like, oh, let me even ask my mother why we cut it like that. And she asked her mother and then her mother was like, oh, I used to cut it like that because the pot was too small. <laughs> Can you imagine? So she had been wasting that part of the chicken for something she saw from, for, from her elder because she didn't ask questions. She didn't know the rationale behind that. And she just carried it down like it was a, like maybe it makes the food sweeter or something. She just carried that down and she would have handed it down to her own daughter if her daughter didn't ask questions. Like, it is always, it is always, always important to ask questions. And it's not disrespectful too. It's not disrespectful too. I believe that if we ask good questions, we will get good answers. And if we, if we get good answers, we will start on the process to progress. So, this, so thank you for listening. This has been the Common Sense and Some Nonsense Podcast. I just want to tell you to stay disrespectful. Ask questions, find answers, demand change. That is the only way we'll move forward as a society. Talk to you later. No break, no jam, no sense.